0: welcome to the community podcast brought to you by the community paper since 1989 the community paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the papers publisher Debbie Gunter and Orlando transplant and managing
1: editor Tommy Cardinal this is episode 12 of and it's our first episode without our publisher, Debbie Gets because she has some family in town. Uh, Debbie Gunter. Oh, wow. Even I got that wrong. And I have seen her order new business cards and all that kind of stuff. Her last name's Gunter now because she got married.
0: So you were there. I was. It was a great wedding. So does this mean we can talk about whatever we want this this week?
1: Not whatever we want. Oh. Yeah, so we brought on Logan Lamp this time. Logan, can you uh, introduce yourself and yeah. what to, you write for the paper in the South Downtown and
0: Right. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Been listening in avidly while we've been doing these community paper podcasts. Um, yeah, I, I've been writing with the community paper for gosh, I think it's been over four years now. And it was actually Katie Bray who got me involved. I've written our uh, Thornton Park neighborhood newsletter for many years. And she said, hey, there's this new opportunity with this downtown paper. Uh, Would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, there's there's a lot of topics I I like writing about. And I couldn't do them in my little one-page newsletter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I was there for the downtown paper. And then we merged with College Park. And now we're the... Community paper, and uh, my beat, you could say, is issues on urbanism, sustainability, transportation, business, um, just about uh, you know things that I see that are uh, important stories. I as as a profession, I'm a corporate trainer and do uh, communications on big IT projects, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I'm a big believer in public education and and getting information out. And there's a lot of positive change, sometimes difficult change going on downtown. And I think the stories are out there and and people should know about them. and
1: And, and we gave you a really cool title because you're sort of right. Um, you're all about South downtown. And we you also do a little general news and uh, Thornton Park as usual, but what was the awesome title we made for you?
0: Well, I'm the Soto Bureau Chief. Yeah, and, yeah uh, So, yes, I, I have my feelers out throughout all the neighborhoods there south of the 408, and uh, particularly with the Soto District.
1: So if you have any news ideas or story ideas for South Downtown, Logan is the one, the Bureau Chief, to call. Yes, please. Um, speaking of South Downtown, you did a pretty um, expansive story about how the zoning changed. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, it's actually pretty exciting stuff, uh, although it sounds dry, but I've been covering SOTO for several years now. And uh, city officials, business leaders, community folks have been putting together a lot of plans, and some of those plans have included actual zoning changes And if you think about driving along Division Avenue right now, it's mostly industrial, right? And they've made changes to encourage uh, the development of bigger, mixed-use, highly intensive style developments. So picture the North Corridor or maybe South Eola. That's sort of the vision everyone has for that area. But... But of course, you know, the city doesn't own those. They're private businesses that are thriving along there. But as, as uh, you know, the natural course of business flows and things start to change, properties come up for sale or whatever. And the intent is to develop that into residential living along Division Avenue and the railroad tracks. And we're just now starting to see some of those first signs of that.
1: So you said that the zoning changed to allow mixed-use development. So I I don't know if a lot of people know what mixed-use means. Could you give us a rundown on that?
0: Yeah, we're seeing a lot of this. Mixed-use means instead of just having only an office building or only an apartment building or housing, you would mix the uses. And that's really how people have lived throughout history across the whole world. You might have the shop on the first floor, on the street level, and then people living above it, and and that's that's what mixed use means. And- living
1: above their shops, but this is sort of a um, a new age way to do it because on the bottom floor of the businesses, that the bottom floor there's businesses, there's like subways and whatever, lots of different types of places. But the people that live above them don't typically work at those places so it's
0: they may or may not the idea is is enough people can live near where they work and Mm -hmm. so they can walk to their work and mixed use high intensity development uh, creates walkable neighborhoods and that helps reduce traffic and our you know our 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 imprint on the environment and all of that
1: when they rezoned south downtown was it a little bit out of a time at a time or did they do a big change at one city council meeting or how did how did the so you called it the transformation of soto is underway right so right how did that begin was it like we're gonna rezone this whole block or
0: there's been several things uh there was the creation of the soto main street district which is like a little mini chamber of commerce Then they created a a neighborhood improvement district, which is actually a tool available to the city and urban planners uh, to really bring them together. And they can even impose uh, self-imposed taxes to uh, um, do promotional material and and also the rezoning. And then the city itself uh, did the rezoning. And that was about four years ago when Mm -hmm. that took place. Now we're starting to see there's a big agglomeration of properties by Cayley right across the street from where the Pulse Museum will go. And that uh, plot of land is now up for sale, and it's intended to be developed into the big big first mixed-use development.
1: And you talked to the property owners about their their goals for it or
0: uh it was actually the uh the commercial realtor company the developers that are are promoting that uh piece of property and they're helping with the family that owns that the nassau family mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the businesses there um are are in business and they're thriving but Maybe it's not the best use of the land, and they might want to move further out from the city center because mm-hmm. there really isn't much more space downtown to develop this kind of development without going into some of the historic neighborhoods.
1: And you can find the full story in the June edition of the paper and online at yourcommunitypaper.com. So what else is going on in south downtown downtown?
0: Right. Well, June 1st uh, was the start of our hurricane season, as everyone in Florida knows. And many of our neighborhoods south of the 408 actually have uh, some flood zones. Uh, FEMA-defined floodplains around several of the lakes, uh, Lake Como, Lake Davis, uh, and also uh, Lake Olive and Lake La Sona, just north of the 408.
1: We were talking at the pitch meeting about how it's like For people inland, like us, not living on the coast, hurricanes aren't as big of a problem wind-wise, but we still get a lot of rain. So that's sort of how it came to be, is is that we're trying to say that you should be aware of um, floodplains, right? So FEMA designates that?
0: That's right, and that's a national uh, thing. Uh, they define these different flood lo- zones, and there might be a 25-year flood zone or a 100-year flood zone. And uh, what does that mean? Well, it's the likelihood that that area would flood within 25 years. If you're living right around right along the banks of a creek, it may flood every year. Uh, but other areas, it's less likely. It might flood every 50 years or mm-hmm. 100 years and in these zones it's not likely that it's going to happen each year obviously we have many houses built in these areas Uh, but for insurance purposes especially uh, it is possible in some of these areas and the city and and our other local governments have gone to great lengths to try and connect the lakes and have elaborate drainage systems there's work being done in lake davis right now And actually, that's something you wrote about, Tommy, with uh, the way the city works with our stormwater drainage.
1: Yeah, a couple months ago, it was about, like, where does the rainwater go? So this is sort of like um, how it affects residents if the stormwater becomes a problem, is it can flood. So what exactly are they doing? They're connecting the lakes?
0: Yeah, it's quite elaborate, and they can pump water from one lake to another. You may have noticed if you're walking around Lake Yola before a big storm comes in, suddenly the water level goes way down. Someone has drained it. The city has drained that to make way for all that extra storm water
1: coming mm, in. I've never noticed that. So they drain it where? To another lake. That's right,
0: yeah. And we actually live on the cusp between two big watersheds. All the ground, basically north of Colonial Drive, right, flows north eventually into the St. John's River watershed. And everything south, roughly, of Colonial uh, flows south into the Kissimmee River, down to Lake Okeechobee, and then eventually into the Everglades. And the city can help move that water along by having certain canals and pumps that shift that water wherever we can. But obviously, we're pretty flat in Florida, and so water can just build up and sit, and that's when we get flooding.
1: Yeah. So um, it's you put a graphic online showing these FEMA floodplains. It was pretty interesting. Um
0: yeah, and hopefully, if residents aren't aware, they can do some research and maybe take some preparations on
1: their own. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of turning into like a water story. Like, uh, could you do like a water um, sound effect? Yeah, I'll have some flowing
2: water sound effects. Yeah, I'm afraid, I'm concerned that the listener might need to go to the bathroom though. Fine. If we put that in there, it's
1: fine. Okay. You can continue listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Headphones. Yeah. Perfect. There we um, go. Yeah. So thank you, Nick, for that wonderful water. I'm, a, I'm imagining it. We don't hear it yet. Yeah. But I'm imagining it. And yeah. It's, it's calming there. and it's nice. It's so there. So um, let's go to another water-themed story, Paddle with a Purpose.
0: Yeah. So this is a great organization. And they basically go kayaking out in waterways to pick up trash. And it was founded by uh, two Orlando residents, uh, Anthony Cortez and Robert Figueroa. Um, They have chapters in Fort Lauderdale and Key West as well. And lately they've been going to Lake Ivanhoe mm-hmm. and they'll paddle out and pick up trash in places that, you know, you normally can't get to in the reeds or along the shoreline. And especially with the I-4 construction hmm. under the interstate there, there's a lot of, of trash.
1: Wow. Well, that's really cool. It's, it's a way to um, get people to... A lot of people won't just do a regular cleanup because they're walking in the hot sun, picking up trash, and it's not thrilling or anything. But when you're paddling on the water, it's sort of like a incentive to do it. And you went to one, right? It, what was it turnout out like?
0: Yeah, uh, it was great. It was kind of a rainy day, so it wasn't the best weather, but there was at least probably 20, 25 people, and uh, they were from all walks of life. There were some younger students there who needed some community service credits. There were... Uh, fishermen and boaters. Uh, there were fitness buffs who just liked kayaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were some neighbors too who lived nearby. So it was
1: a it was a good mix of people. So everybody went out on kayaks or paddleboards? or.
0: We did everything. Uh, there's a, a Wakaiva Outfitters group that brings in some kayaks for people to use. If you didn't have your own, some people paddle boarded. Because there's a boat ramp there. Uh, a couple folks brought in an actual boat. And then some of us walked along the shore as well.
1: And then you had the little claws and a trash bag. and
0: We did, and those things work really well. I've always been a little suspicious of them, but they, uh, they, they do work really well. And you don't have to break your back picking up trash.
1: Cool. Well, that's awesome. And do they do it monthly, or is it...
0: They do, yeah. They just started maybe uh, a few months ago, um, and we're looking at uh, some other lakes, perhaps, uh, in the area. Lake Man um, has a, a boat ramp as well. Does uh,
1: it have to have a boat ramp to do it, or... I guess it, it depends helps. on what the whether kayaking is allowed in the lake right
0: that's right and and if it's easily accessible Mm -hmm. so for instance uh lake eola no unless you were maybe picking up from one of the swan boats
1: but uh oh what man we're gonna go out with the claws on the swan is that allowed (laughs) it's not i am i'm gonna
2: say no (laughs) I'm going to say I don't think I need to research that. Please oh. don't go out
1: with long claws from the swan boat. You know, they do the swan boat races and I always imagine swan boat jousting. Could you guys imagine that? Be sweet. That would be
0: pretty cool.
1: Or swan boat destruction derby.
0: Ah, and that's kind of like your uh um dragon boats a little bit.
1: Mhm. Oh, the Well, they did a um yeah, good segue. Logan, it was such a good segue that I was caught off guard and I was like, Whoa, Oh, I, I, I forgot. God. That's a high
2: level segue. Yeah. Yeah. We got to work up to Logan's uh, abilities and capabilities.
1: It was such a good segue <laughs> that we're off track now. Yeah. And okay, well, let's get back to it. Do you want to wanna, the, do you yeah. wanna take a quick break? Yeah. Yeah. I need to think that over. Let's take a quick commercial <laughs> break.
2: <and laughs> Podcasting is easy to do if you know what you're doing. When you're ready to get started, Visit toascertaindegree.com for tips and tricks from someone who has been doing it a while, Nick. I'm not saying that he's old, but he is. In podcasting years. And actual years. That's toascertaindegree.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. So, yeah, we were talking about... um The Dueling Dragons mural, and we we spoke about it a little bit on one of our earlier podcasts, and the mural is now done, and we wrote about it and interviewed some people that were involved, uh, and it's a great mural. It's on the side of Pop Tie in the Mills 50 district, and uh, I thought it was interesting that Andrea Elliskew and Joanne Grant, they were telling me, Joanne Grant is the executive director of Mills 50, and um, Andrea Ellescue is the... Founder of Dueling Dragons, she was talking about how it's like um, they purposely chose Mills Fifty to like stand in solidarity mm. because of all the anti-Asian American violence, mm-hmm. like what happened in Georgia and um, through the whole coronavirus pandemic. So um, it was cool that they chose yeah um, an Asian community where people live and work as sort of stand in solidarity because the Dueling Dragons is a Chinese tradition, right? And um, yeah, it's a really cool mural. It's on the side of Pop Tie, and uh, it's a great photo op. And uh, yeah.
0: So what else have you been working on, Tommy?
1: Well, I um, did a couple graduation stories because mm-hmm. um, high school seniors graduated, and it's
0: that time of year.
1: Yeah, it's that time of year, and um, the they held a grad. The city of Orlando held a graduation ceremony for all the Paramore Zone students that graduated. Oh yes. And it was their largest ever graduating class because they just recently, a a few years ago, they expanded to Holden Heights neighborhood. So Mm -hmm. those kids that were in the program with the expansion are graduating now. And um, it was great. They give out scholarships. There were a bunch of um, Kiwanis was there giving out scholarships. And the city gave a scholarship and a couple businesses. So it was cool to see um, 41 students graduate. And it was like, I mean, they had their own graduation ceremonies, but it was sort of like a PKZ only thing. So it was cool to talk to some people and learn about it a little more. And they're expanding even more now. Um, It's such a
0: great program. And, And we wrote about how the new Grant Avenue School is being turned into a community center just south of in the Holden area. And it will be home to one of the PKZ, the Paramore Kids Zone programs there as well.
1: yeah. It's there, a, it's an awesome program. You can read more about it um, online and it's in the June edition too. and um.
0: there's a great YouTube video out there as well. One of the first graduates of the PKZ program has just graduated from the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. And Mayor Dyer calls him up on on Zoom and, and they record it and it's on YouTube and, and they have the, just the coolest little interaction. Um, it was it was really neat to see, but this kid went on and did great things. He was a leader there in Gainesville at the university, uh, and so the program really has uh, helped a lot of kids. He had never he said he had never left Orlando. I don't think until that until, program yeah
1: and they do these trips yeah yeah
0: so yeah with graduation kids are going on to college now and uh some of them have uh, been able to get scholarships to play sports at the collegiate level
1: yeah um I talked to one who is um from PKZ and he got a scholarship I think he went he's going to FAU um nice. and it, it reminds me of uh another story I wrote about Devin Young up uh, Somebody who just graduated from FAMU Law, mm-hmm. so a juris doctorate, and he, at 18 years old, he was a like star football player. He got a scholarship. He was playing, um, at American International University, and he had a really bad injury with, uh, mm. he bulged his spinal discs. No, thank you. Like C, like three of them, four or five, mm. four of them, C four through C seven. So as a football player, and he was a linebacker, so as a football player, that's, like, probably career-ending. But he um, focused on his studies and earned a um, jurist doctorate, and he's going down to uh, Miami to work for the attorney's office, the state attorney's office.
0: That's fantastic.
1: But yeah. the awesome thing is he's still playing football. So he, What? Yeah, he um, recovered, and he also had an Achilles injury, so he battled through all these injuries and he played a, um, it's called, it's a, it's a interesting league cause it's like, it allows people to do it like part-time cause they have these showcase games. So it's people who just graduated high school, people who, um, I mean, people who graduated high school and college and all these young players and then older players who are still trying to get in the league or play professionally. And they did something at the Orlando Bowl and he had a, a Game-ending hit that went on Sports Center and everything. It's full and,
0: contact.
1: Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, it's full contact, and yeah, and he's still playing, and it's awesome that he battled through those injuries and got a juris doctorate. So That's great. this this league, it's called Globe Games. So they they hold games throughout the year, and it's they do it across the world. So they have like a Team America, they have a Team Costa Rica, whatever. Um, and they have a bunch of these friendly games where you, it's sort of just for scouts to see these players play. and. Okay. Yeah. So he's been able to do that. And since they don't have regular practices and regular games every week, you're able to earn a Juris Doctorate while you do it. So I think he was a great role model to the younger kids who – I mean, how many people make it to the NFL? It's like – Right. So, yeah, it's, so it's a great. great example of that. You can still – play but you should use it as a educational opportunity Absolutely. Too, so yeah that was a really cool story I got to meet him and his parents and it's uh it was a cover story so you could see it yeah. in the June edition and it's also online um I'm really proud of the headline too what was the headline football players plan b culminates in law degree nice it rhymes it's Gonna just do flows sound? off the tongue. Yeah, it's great. I thought yeah. you were going to do like a booing soundtrack when like when you press the uh... No,
2: look, we already have one sound effect for this episode. That's That's one nice. per episode. And I think it's is in my like contract. not like
1: disc jockeys with the like no, all those No, I okay. don't have a whole
2: laser thing okay. of uh, different sound effects. All right.
1: Yeah. I thought I was working with someone else here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the Morning Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um but yeah, so graduation and um.
0: yeah and i cover uh, a lot of the schools as well and at boone high school in uh, the uh, south of the 408 a number of students have been getting signed on to play all kinds of different sports but i had to mention i saw that one of the kids has been signed at my alma mater to play football at the university of south dakota
1: what
0: go coyotes
1: all right that's a move yeah
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is i i feel a little i feel for the kid (laughs) i hope he's he's seen the snow before i'm sure
1: he knows what he's getting into he probably visited and oh
0: you can read about it but unless you've been i don't know it's it's pretty brutal in the winter it's a great school and all but Coming from Central Florida
1: to South Dakota. Yeah, uh, I've seen snow twice, and I'm like, oh, he knows what he's getting into. I have no idea what snow is about or anything like that. Mm -mm. So you're from South Dakota, Logan, and you escaped, and now you live in Orlando. Yeah, I don't know if
0: escaped is quite—I escaped the winters. We (laughs) actually—
1: Yeah, so you live there over the summer, though. We do. We
0: go home to the beautiful Black Hills in the summer, and uh, yeah, and we take our little— Puppy up, uh, Beauregard. Oh, I was and,
1: hoping you'd bring up Beauregard.
0: Yeah, and Beauregard had a really great time a few weeks ago at the pause in the park event.
1: There it is, another segue. And he even winked and did the little finger guns in me. You should have I, seen we it. should we should record this for
2: posterity. Yeah. He's, uh, he's teaching a master class on Segues. It really
1: is. Um, okay. It threw me off again. Uh yeah, the Out and About. Um, we had a pause in the park. There were there was a costume contest. I missed the costume contest. Oh. Did you see the costume contest?
0: Uh, no, we missed that too.
1: I saw we're... dogs in costumes, but I didn't see the whole but yeah, that's the annual fundraiser that uh Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando does and how much money did they raise? I think they raised over a hundred thousand. Um I so, feel like
0: I should know that answer because you asked me just now. Well, no,
1: you. I, that was sort of me just talking to myself because oh. I wrote about it. In the, <laughs> anyways, I did a great photo gallery. I bought a new camera, so I'm really excited looking oh, for Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take a picture of anything. So, well,
0: and dogs are always a great uh, Oh, I know. Subjects. I was like,
1: I get a new camera, and then I hear that pause in the park is coming. I'm like, it's meant to be. So I went out and took some pictures of dogs. So if anything gets you to our website... Dog pictures should oh, and, do it. And they had yeah.
0: a great turnout. They spread it out a little more around Lake Eola this year. And uh, we got to see several events. There was a Pet Tricks show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't have the big, huge wading pool that the water dogs would go yeah, jumping that into. Yeah, was, that
1: was a lot of cool. Uh, very yeah. cool. It was two years ago. So they didn't do it last year, right? Or I did don't they? think so. No, I, don't, I don't think they did. Um, but they had this... Dogs jumping into the, mm-hmm. it was awesome. But they still had the um, rabbit chase. Oh yeah, that's always is, fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got some great pictures, and I just looked it up. They raised more than a hundred thousand. Nice, so that's that's awesome. It's and a just, great way to raise money for Pet Alliance, because they do great stuff. And
2: what was it like getting back out into a setting with a you know a, a lot of people still safely distanced, but like getting into that event mentality again getting out and about mentality
1: it feels like it's it's happening it's like this summer is going to be a lot of fun it's like the roaring 20s remember it was after the i saw someone like it was like a tweet or something they're like i totally get the roaring 20s now because the, they had a flu pandemic in, right. in 1919. Eight, eight. Yep.
2: And then... Did you just ask Logan and I if we remember the 1920s? You,
1: you guys remember the <laughs> the roaring 20s? That because was awesome. I,
2: I know we're uh, older uh, than you, but...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you we were all vampires and have lived through all the... Ah, uh, well, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's not publicly known. Oh, so I cut
1: mean, that? Yeah. yeah, we'll cut that. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll edit that in post. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. i think it's going to be like a lot there's going to be i think there's going to be more events than usual because people are so excited to get out have Um,
0: you been to any other big events since pause in the park
1: well i i go to the orlando city games and they are opening to full capacity in june great so that's going to be um electric it's going to be um amazing it's been they
0: won their last game they're doing pretty well
1: yeah they have not lost this year so wow yeah they're undefeated um, I think they're at the top of the Eastern Conference, too. So they're doing great. Um, but, yeah, the opening game f- with full capacity is going to be a Orlando Pride game because ah. Orlando City is going to be playing some away games. And I think uh, – I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it's June 19th or something that the first game with full capacity is going to be Orlando Pride. They don't usually sell out, but I think it might – I mean, first game back, who knows? So.
0: And the games are so much fun, and I love all the food and drink selections at the Exploria Stadium. You
1: were at the last game too, right?
0: We were, yeah, and it was actually a cool program. We got some free tickets from OUC because we're part of their uh, solar community bright bunch. Um, we get solar power. We're, we're, we bought into their solar farm, and they mm-hmm. do a lot of little promotions and giveaways. So, yeah, we got a little box area and we're treated to the game and it turned out to be a great game great weather
1: uh, it was an exciting game yeah it was a if you go to any game that was a great game to go to so
0: and we just love to be able to we can walk to it from Thornton Park where we live or we sometimes ride the free limo bus because mm-hmm. it goes right over to the stadium
1: and you talked about the bright bunch oh you see a, a Maybe it was like a year ago that you wrote about. Yeah,
0: it. they gave away free rain barrels and uh, some native trees. Uh, it seems like they're always doing little promotions like that, and. And it's been a, a great program. In fact, our, our electric rates were recently lowered hmm. being on the solar program. And because we're in the historic district, it's difficult to put the solar panels on our roof. And we have so many trees, it wouldn't really work anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this was a way to at least get solar uh, on the accounting side of things and buy into their solar farm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um... What can you search on our website to find that article? OUC Bright Bunch?
0: Yeah, that would probably bring up a few articles.
1: Yeah. So if you're interested in that program or want to learn more about it, um, go to our website. Um, But yeah, I think we uh, did a good rundown of some of the things we talked about, and I'm excited for events to come back.
0: And we just heard that fireworks will be coming back to Lake Eola. uh,
1: Fireworks in the park. They didn't do it last year. Um and it's always a great I think it's one of the biggest I think so at Lake Eola Park yeah definitely they put on a great show on 4th of July Um so yeah that's something to look forward to in July if
2: Debbie was here she'd be singing some Katy Perry right she now she really right? would yeah. Yeah. yeah do
1: you have any like old footage of her singing we can just throw in here yeah I'll find some okay great yeah. <laughs> yeah. as Fine. like an outro yeah of course yeah well, thanks for uh, guest um, guest hosting, Logan.
0: Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, this was really fun.
1: Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Well, that's that's not great. Um, How do we talk normally to end you? this? Yeah, come up with something. Come up with something on the
2: spot right now. <laughs> say goodbye <clears throat> in a meaningful way. Ah,
1: good, <laughs> Goodbye in a meaningful way. Goodbye. See you later. Not... See you soon. Um,
0: Remember to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. The oh. classic
2: Bob Barker. Yeah.
1: Also from South Dakota. Wow, that's how we ended. It. That's it, that's right it. there. Okay. Again, South Logan Dakota comes through. plugs. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh,
2: South Dakota Chamber of Commerce and CVB, please contact us for our compensation.
1: Visit South Dakota.
0: Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the Community Paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Giorgudio. Learn more about starting your own
1: podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com. I sure. have this thing where I start to slowly drift away from the.
2: Um, room, like, yeah, I've yeah.
1: Yeah, he'll be I've in the bathroom that. by the end of the
2: yeah. podcast.
1: I've heard
0: slowly. that. I yeah. the toilet flush and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. heard it. Yeah.
1: Slowly, I'm just like <laughs> slinking away, slowly but surely. <laughs>